Welcome everybody to our podcast. This is Tech Bytes Podcast, and this is um, our series about all things Google. And this is episode number two: Google Tools and Chromebooks, like two peas in a pod. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, hey, this is Leah. Um. Oh, we didn't go oh, around and introduce sorry. ourselves. I'm Fern. <laughs> I'm Leah. I'm Clara, and our fourth <laughs> team member is not able to join the podcast today, Lily Jensby. Um. But she'll be back wow, next wow. week. <laughs> we miss you, Lily. Yes. She'll be back next week. We miss her. This is the second in um, six series of episodes for Google Tools. Um, today's podcast is about Google Tools and Chromebooks, like Fern said, like two peas in a pod. So that's what we're doing this time. And um, typically we do a series where we have two or more um, of um, episodes. So this one is the number two of six. So we like to link this podcast to um, goals. We are regularly working toward goals, and as a district, we have a new strategic plan. In pillars one and two, they are specifically talking about um, making the workflow, uh, setting up established routines and structures um, to enhance your instructional time. Also, getting students life ready. In um, pillar two, life ready strategy 2.1, action plan. 2.1.1 it says to establish ways and means to systematically develop integrate recognize honor and promote student successes um, that reflect the portrait of a graduate and three of those graduate elements are effective communicators and collaborators aware and adept digital citizens inquisitive and adaptable learners so getting your chromebooks into your classroom making it a routine making it just a natural part of their day all will contribute to developing those skills in last week's podcast, we went over an intro to Google. We talked about comparing Microsoft to using Google in our district, um, which there's not, not one that's better than the other. Um, we, we talked about um, some how to sign in to Google, signing into the Chrome browser as opposed to just Google Drive or not signing into the Chrome browser, things like that. And um, we talked about some educational apps that would be helpful for teachers to use with their Google sign-ins. One of the questions that we regularly get is, how in the world did we get these Chromebooks anyway? Why do teachers have Chromebooks? Why do students have Chromebooks? What's going on there? Um, the voters in our community passed a bond. The bond money was given to us in segments, not one big giant check. I wanted the big check, you know, with the balloons <laughs> and the thing. They don't do that. Um, and because the money was given to us in segments, we have a rollout plan that was distributed over three years. Um, the three years has ended, so now um, the way that the allocation goes is it's tied to enrollment. So if there are a thousand students enrolled at a school, there are a thousand Chromebooks allocated to that school, plus a 2% surplus. So what happens with those thousand Chromebooks at that school? It can vary. At elementary schools, um, homeroom teachers have a cart in their room and the number of Chromebooks in the cart matches the number of students in their gradebook that they take attendance for. Um, the students use them throughout the day, they take them to specials, they can take them when they're pulled out for other things. Um, so they kind of have their own Chromebook assigned to them throughout the day. At the secondary level, it's a little different. Secondary administrators decided on which rooms would get carts and how many Chromebooks would end up in a cart. Um, so if you're at secondary level and wondering why you don't have them or why you have them, um, that was a decision made by uh, campus administrators. 
Um, I will note very quickly, though, that there are a few campuses at the secondary level who have opted to do last day, last period checkout. What that means is in the morning, students go to their last period, get a Chromebook out of the cart, and keep it with them all day long. Period to period, they carry the Chromebook. And when they hit seventh period or whatever the last period is of day for them, they plug it back into the cart and off they go. This gives them the ability and flexibility of having a Chromebook if an instructor needs it at any point in any of their classes throughout their work day. And ownership of the device. Definitely. They take better care of it that way. Mm-hmm. Excellent job. Okay, so now that we know about the background and the history, the allocation, and all these different options, now we're going to talk about our Chromebook Academy website. And we're going to do a, a, a walkthrough, a pretty thorough walkthrough, of the website. And it's going to be found at pisd.edu slash Chromebooks. And the first tab that you will land on will be the Getting Started tab. So in this tab, we talk about how on the Chromebook Academy website, you're going to learn how to create and collaborate anywhere, anytime, develop excellent digital literacy skills. You're going to model educators' digital citizenship, which we will talk about that a little bit later. And you're going to also improve your practice with ISTE standards for educators and standards for students. If you have no idea what ISTE standards are, definitely go on the website and click on those links so that you can learn more about what ISTE is. And side note, you can earn a badge on the Getting Started page <laughs> through Deck Toys, which is a tool that, you know, we don't really use as much as I think we should. Well, you're right. We should start using that more. It's fun. It is a mm -hmm. lot of fun. On the Chromebook Educator Resources page, we have a little quick start guide and some um, FAQs. I'll start with the quick start guide. How do I turn this thing on? Where do I even begin? I actually heard someone the other day say, you know, I, didn't, I had to have my students show me how to turn this on. And um, I tried not to laugh, but uh, no, oh, no. Um, I'm just kidding. Um, she was laughing at herself and I was like, you're not the first person to say that. It's totally okay. Um, so there's a little, you know, instruction on there. There's a little power button on the right side of your Chromebook that turns it on and it explains that on our website as well. And then um, the app launcher, what that even is, there's three ways to access your app launcher. And so that kind of explains it. There's a little white circle on the bottom left hand of your screen. There's the magnifying glass on your keyboard. You know where the caps lock key should be? That's not there on a Chromebook. It's the search button. Um, I have turned mine off, just so you know. You can change some of the keys on your keyboard by going into the settings. Because since there's other ways to access my app launcher, which opens up apps on my Chromebook, I don't need that little magnifying glass on my keyboard. So I turned that off and turned it into a caps lock key. Um, and the way to do that is I'm under the, the little quick start guide and I clicked on keyboard explains it all there um, so that's just a few little tips there on the, the quick start guide also on our educator resources page is our FAQs and we have a lot of the same questions that we get over and over so we threw on or threw together this FAQs page and um, one of the things I get questions frequently about is updates how do updates happen on Chromebooks? And just a tidbit, you can manually do it and it explains it on the site. But if you just restart the computer, like sign out, turn it off, turn it back on, that is supposed to update the Chromebook. So when there's kind of some weird things going on with the Chromebooks, like 
for your students or you, like a random website will not open or something's not signing in properly. Mm-hmm. That's one of the th- first things to check is just, just restart the device. Maybe it just needs um, to sleep for a second. It needs a nap. <laughs> I'm so glad you said that because in HMA specifically for mm-hmm. elementary, I read, we were finding out that the reason why iRead was not working in HMH was because people were not um, updating their Chromebooks. Mm. Ah. And that was the reason. Mm. I'm glad you said that. Yeah. So that's just a few things about um, the teacher educator page. Um, oh, we have a ton of videos on there that, that just kind of walk you through. They're just chunked out as, you know, part one, part two, a few minutes here and there. If you're wanting to just get a walk through, a visual of how the Chromebook works. So check out those videos on the Chromebook for Educators page. So um, when you're talking to your students about using Chromebooks, it's probably likely that you're doing that at the beginning of the school year, but you don't get students just at the beginning. You get new students all the time. So the mm-hmm. there is a section of the Chromebook Academy website dedicated for students. It's got great information about how to sign in, functionality, how to take care of it. Those videos that Leah mentioned, they're great for students to watch too because um, they can watch it over mm-hmm. and over. If you have um, students who are old enough to um, kind of do some of that learning independently, that's really, really a great resource for them. Um, there are also some slideshows and posters. Again, this might be something you set up at the beginning, uh, but it doesn't hurt for the students to be able to see the slideshows, to be able to see those posters. Those are all totally free, downloadable. You can get them in English. The, the, they are in English and Spanish. The slideshows are English, Spanish. The posters are English, Spanish. So. Um, just more resources so that you can set up expectations, norms, and the daily kind of usage that you expect to see inside your classroom. Help your kids understand what your expectations are and some of those resources can help. I'm going to turn over to Fern to get a little bit more into the um, classroom man- Chromebook classroom management. Huh, before I do that, <laughs> you can't tell me what to do. <laughs> Um, I was going to mention that part of the reason that we even put a Chromebook for students was because there were parents ah. that had uh, bought Chromebooks for their kids and needed a place to go to to figure out mm-hmm. how am I supposed to teach my kid how to use this Chromebook? I have questions too. And so I think I'm pretty sure that was the basis, that was the reasoning behind why that was even created. Um, I, I know that the Health Sciences Academy, they went and purchased Chromebooks. And so that was one of the things they're like, where do I okay. tell my students to start? But, mm. um, but possibly for the, for the at home as well. Yeah. And that's the nice thing about this website is it's accessible at home or at school. Mm-hmm. Parents can benefit from it. Students can benefit from it. Teachers can benefit from it. All the pieces and parts here are helpful to all users. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. All right. So going into um, classroom Chromebooks. Thanks, Clara. No problem. <laughs> um, this really is a great place to really learn about how to uh, implement a successful one-to-one environment. And we have some great five steps. Now, normally I don't go into, you know, top top 10 and this other kind of stuff, but these really are some great steps on implementing yeah. a successful one-to-one environment. And one-to-one, by the way, means one Chromebook for one student. Now, if you're laughing at me saying that, it is because that is something that people have actually asked mm-hmm. us. What yeah, does that definitely. mean? Mm-hmm. And that's what it means. 
So uh, we talk about defining the role, how to harness the Chromebook's power, when to put it away. We are not saying because you have Chromebooks that that's what you have to do 24-7 in your classroom. In fact, if you do that, that is not excellent pedagogy right there. That is uh, definitely the opposite of how you should be using the Chromebook. So put it away when it's appropriate. And digital fluency. That is something that I could spend 20 minutes talking about <laughs> in itself. Um, because sometimes when we have something that is new, we have new devices, and we talk about technology with educators, some of the pushback is about um, why is this necessary? Why do we need to have this? The way that I've been doing things has been excellent. Well, here we go. This is 2019, and I guarantee you the students in your classroom are going to have jobs. They're going to be going to college, maybe. They might be going to tech school. Whatever they're going to be doing in their life, they're going to have to use technology and that digital literacy starts with you. It really does. And um, I can't think of anything that um, your students are going to be doing in their life or even you yourself right now that doesn't require some digital literacy skills. So that's something. And then, you know, to go beyond that, that's digital fluency. And also developing routines and procedures, just like anything else. Um, I don't know about you guys, but I read the book First Days of School and it's very important to set up excellent procedures for the beginning of the school year. And that includes the Chromebooks, not just how to stand up and walk in line, enter the class, exit the class, where to put papers when they need to turn it in, but mm -hmm. also online how to do all of this with the Chromebooks. And we also have some great pictures of the Chromebooks in action. We have first days of Chromebook rollout uh, guides, which also includes the slideshows um, that you guys were talking about earlier. And it also talks about Nearpod and how to um, actually implement um, all of these, the slideshows that you see. We actually have a Nearpod version of that that you can use on the Chromebooks with your students. So on our website, you're going to see a tab, Frequently Asked Questions. We went ahead and put that in its own tab because um, we, they, oh. I think Leah's going before oh, you, my dear. <laughs> Well, the resources. I'm so sorry. Okay. No, keep going. It's okay. Keep going. Keep going. I'll do um, fine. Go ahead. I jumped out of order. I apologize. <laughs> um, this is very conversational. <laughs> yeah, we're so good. just this is um, us. just wanted to point out that those things are um, obviously frequently asked. Mm -hmm. So we gave them their own little special tab. So mm -hmm. always check there if you have a really specific question. So I'm going to turn it back to you, Leah. Yeah, just kind of piggybacking off what Fern was saying. Um, when when it comes to establishing procedures in your classroom on the resources page we have some tips like how to lock your screen remember when you and your students sign into a chromebook it takes you to webdesk which signs you into that's our single sign-in resource for access to everything so your grade book students textbooks um, your email things like that so just to rule of thumb a good practice to, to have is to lock your screen before you walk away from the device and so especially secondary kiddos i would recommend when they're working on a project or something at their desk if they're going to get up and go to the restroom leave the class walk around the room lock that screen and get them at practice mm -hmm. doing that um, another question we get is about the grade book enabling the scroll bar it doesn't really work very well on the chromebook unless you enable that scroll scroll bar so if that sounds familiar to you you're having work problems accessing and navigating the grade book on your chromebook just look at that on the resources page how to enable your scroll bar that's been working great how to print on the chromebook that's another great question that we get all the time it's all right there you basically just go to file print whatever you're trying to print and look for the local cloud ready printer 
and most schools have those now. Um, I could go on and on, but in the interest of time, <laughs> um, just a couple more things about on that resource page. We have Nearpod, there's a Nearpod link on WebDesk, easy to get to and use from the Chromebooks. Obviously WebDesk and Adobe Spark, that's another one. We all have access to Adobe Spark. Give your students a chance to create and design graphics, infographics, videos, writing assignments that are beautifully and really well done um, and, and using our that free membership to Adobe Spark. That's all I was going to say about resources page. What I else? have one more to add. Yes, please. Also on the I'll resources page, yes, we have the accommodations for special needs, um, which does include our text-to-speech, text-to-speech, speech-to-text, mm -hmm. et cetera, so, et cetera, mm -hmm. all the different things on the Chromebook that we can use for our kids that need some help. Not even just kids, even, you know, staff. We have plenty of people who are um, dyslexic or e English language learners or on, 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 on. And so we have a very special section for that, and that's located in the resources page. Yes. So definitely check that out. It's an awesome list. Um, Plano ISD has also purchased a subscription to GoGuardian. <clears throat> it's a Chromebook monitoring tool. Um, we're going to link you in our blog to the podcast series that we did on GoGuardian. We highly recommend using it, and we have all kinds of tips, tricks, and um, tutorials mm -hmm. to get you, get you rolling. So we're going to link that in the blog, too. Okay, and um, I'll just wrap up our Chromebook segment with some tips and tricks. So if you are brand new to Chromebooks or you've been using them a long time, maybe some of these things will be brand new to you or you already know about it. But to right click, in order to right click on the Chromebook, you take two fingers and lightly tap on the touchpad. So a two finger tap on the touchpad of the Chromebook will do a right click. Also reaching out and touching your screen and pressing and holding is a right click. Um, editing, the, editing the scroll bar for gradebook, um, that's in the website. Um, printing, that's on the website. I talked about that. Um, changing the language on a Chromebook, very easy to do. It's through your settings and we're going to provide that. By the way, everything we're talking about is going to be on our blog. So you're going to, um, this, is, this is best if you listen and read along with the blog because we've got all the hyperlinks along with it. Um, oh, the three finger swipe. I think I learned this from Francisco Flores. Shout out, Francisco. Oh, yeah. That's he good. showed us if you take three fingers and, and swipe on the touchpad, left or right, it'll jump between tabs on your Chromebook. So try that out and press your students. And then lastly, <laughs> screenshot, screen clipping. Um, all those shortcuts are on our website. If you control button above the six, that is a sw screen switcher button that will take a screenshot control shift button above the six will take a screen clipping all right now it's time for a teacher shout out Yay. okay so our teacher shout out of this week is um the sixth grade team english language arts team at robinson middle school that's sherry landman Rhonda dye mary reese and becky weathers Woo. They are a fantastic team who used to be very tech timid and tech hesitant. And uh, they called me up and asked if I would come and help them with their collaborative planning time. And we have sat together and we have knocked out a few uh, digital tools to use within their, um, within their curriculum. And so uh, they are now extremely excited. They're using Book Creator to create comic books. Ooh, yay! And about Maniac McGee. It is fantastic. So um, anyway, shout out to them. I think that they're fantastic. And it's time for our tech slam. 
Um, we're running out of time, so I'm going to talk fast. I just wanted to say for the for those of us who are signed into Chrome, you have the with your PISD account, you have the Chrome extension called Google Classroom. If you have Google Classroom classes, you definitely should be using that extension. It's very mm -hmm. easy to get to Google Classroom using that extension. Um, easy to assign assignments through it. If you're on a website and you want to push that to your class, easy to push to students, either with them in the class at that moment or later. And I love the ability to change the settings of a Google image search. We've all gone to Google, searched images. There's a little button that says tools, and you can change the usage rights. It's very easy to limit the results to images that are allowed to be used, reused, um, even modified. So if you need um, copyright-free images and, <laughs> and need to narrow that search, great, easy, quick, easy thing to do. All right, so I'm going to talk... Um slowly really about cami extension <laughs> cami is absolutely fantastic it is a um, an online digital annotation tool but it does so 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 much more and um, i would definitely go onto our blog cast and learn more about it i just want to say that we just found out that they are having applications open for cami heroes which will allow you to get the premium version for free for a year so if you're interested in that go on to our blog cast to learn more about that and see if you want to apply and become a cami hero fern can you edit a pdf with cami yes <laughs> you absolutely can and not only that, you can actually have a conversation back and forth with your student, and oh, it is excellent for formative assessments. Ha, ha, ha. Okay, so power school. power school. Earn some hours. Search for tech bytes in Power School Develop. I decided to sing it today. <laughs> <laughs> so get some credit. Yay, go to Power School Develop, search for tech bytes, get that credit, girl. Boy, everybody. <laughs> Y'all. Everyone. Um, and remember, like I said earlier, the blogcast, um, that's our blog with the podcast. So you get all your web-based resources in one easy um, access for one easy location. In one easy Thanks so much for joining us this week. And we are going to see you next week. And it's a great topic next week. Google tools for formative assessments. Yay. See you later. Bye. 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 Woo.